Yeah, man, we back, man. Yo, y'all motherfuckers showed up big time. Like, I would like to give a big shout out right now to every fucking listener out there. My last episode was my most streamed episode in the first 24 hours of release. Now, I was scared as fuck. I ain't even gonna lie. Like, my episodes, I normally try to keep my episodes between... 30 and 45 minutes because I feel like people's attention span is not that fucking long. So, like, when I see some of these podcasts, like, three, four hours long, that's like a select few. I'd be like, shit, like, I don't know if I could sit down and listen to a podcast for three hours. The only one I can listen to for that long would be Joe Budden's podcast. So I was scared as fuck. My last episode was like an hour and four minutes. I was like, shit, these motherfuckers gonna kill me. But y'all showed up. Y'all showed out. Y'all shared you like you guys let your friends know. Thank you guys so much for that shit, man. But I got a stack show today, man. It's a lot on the fucking docket. Some I was trying not to talk about, but yeah, y'all, y'all motherfuckers pissing me the fuck off, man. There was an eight-year-old girl shot and killed in Atlanta, Georgia. I want to talk about that because, like I said, the last couple episodes, right now we are in the biggest civil rights movement in American history. Like, people are listening. Now, I'm not sure if they are making the changes that they're making now, you know, in regards to making life easier for minorities, especially black people. I'm not sure if they are doing that because of the political pressure, which I'm sure a lot of people are. But the fact that they are listening, like, it's there's never a right time for black-on-black crime. So I'm not saying, oh, you know, don't do it now. You should have done it then. No, I'm not saying that. There's never a right time. But right now, like some of y'all motherfuckers is setting us back. An eight-year-old girl shot and killed. So I'm going to speak about that. Kanye West has announced he is running for president again. Do I think this motherfucker going to win? No. But the fact that Donald Trump won in 2016, it further lets me know that running for president now, it's not about who's qualified. It's not about, you know, who is the best for America it's a popularity contest because I don't believe Donald Trump has supporters. I believe Donald Trump has fans. And if anyone even entertains the thought of Kanye West being president, you might as well just go vote for Trump again because Kanye West has come out many times and said, I love Trump. Make America great again. My make America great again hat is my superpower. I play that shit. I'm going to play out what he said a couple years back. Y'all know. Coronavirus cases in Atlanta, Georgia. Georgia in general, they are tripling. They are quadrupling. Can y'all motherfuckers stay home, please? Like, I would love to go outside freely before December. Like, how the fuck I'm a Christmas shop for my son online or in the fucking house? Y'all motherfuckers, can y'all stay inside? Somebody just sent me a video about five minutes ago of a pool party Going down on July 4th. They was in the pool party. They was cooking. Y'all motherfuckers lied. Y'all said Juneteenth, July 19th was your July 4th. Now, July 4th came, and I see a lot of y'all motherfuckers out there barbecuing, cooking hot dogs and hamburgers. Y'all motherfuckers lied to me. Y'all lied, motherfucker. You said you was going to stay home. July 4th is a chill day. You had your July 4th. I had my July 4th, man. Like, stop talking on social media, and then July 4th come. Now, a lot of y'all motherfuckers outside, y'all pissing me the fuck off, man. But 50 Cent, speaking of being pissed the fuck off, he made comments about a couple days ago of speaking about how exotic women, they are more desirable than black women. Now, that is not what he said verbatim, but that is like that is what 
I interpret it as, you know, exotic woman. Oh, oh, when you see them, it's like they fresh off the boat. You don't see like you don't see this exotic woman in the hood or in your natural everyday environment. So it's like, ooh, 50 Cent motherfucker. Now we know 50 Cent is the master troll. We know 50 Cent has trolled Ja Rule for about 136 years. He probably will until the day he dies. But to make those comments now, again, in the biggest movement in black American history, shut the fuck up. And then we got Lil Wayne, because he was on Young Money Radio, which is hosted by Lil Wayne. Now, Lil Wayne is there cheering him on, laughing. <laughs> like, motherfucker, nigga. You have a, a young black daughter, Regine Carter. She's young, she's beautiful, great skin. Like, she is a beautiful black woman. So to even laugh, now, I, I know some of y'all going to say, well, that's 50 cents, that's his personal preference. It is okay. Like, I understand personal preference. I get it. But sometimes you have to know what you can and can't say in the public eye. Because, I mean, if I say it, it's different. Because you guys here, like, like my fan base is not nowhere near what 50 cents is. Like, there's things I said before on podcast episodes and, you know, people kind of shared it and it kind of blew up. And I kind of got, you know, attacked in my DMs, especially when I talked about Beyonce. I forgot. It was like a fucking early episode and motherfuckers got mad, but I don't give a fuck. But when 50 Cent says something, the fact that his fan base is so big, nigga, you know, you know how the shit was going to go, man. Niggas jump down his throat. I mean, they're trying to cancel. They're trying to cancel 50. Now, do I think they're going to cancel 50? I mean, be be real. Think about it for a second. Are they going to cancel 50? It's not going to happen. 50 Cent has been a part of the culture for a long time. He's contributed to the black culture, urban culture. You know, he was heavily with power and many other things in our culture, man. 50 Cent is not going to be canceled. Like right now, it's like temporary madness, man. But um, Ricky Smiley... His daughter, now if y'all know comedian Ricky Smiley, he also hosts a morning show here in Atlanta, Georgia. His daughter was shot over the weekend. I believe his daughter was shot in Houston. She was shot three times. Now, he came out on his radio show and said she was okay. But I mean, come on, motherfucker, man. <sighs> like, I be trying to avoid these fucking shows because like I know like it really gets to me. Like I, like I tell y'all all the time, my PTSD from growing up in the environment I grew up in so, like, when I see stories like this, especially an eight-year-old shot and killed, like, it really bothers me. Because I'll be 31 years old on July 20th of this month. So, when I think about the fact that every year I think about death, like, every year around my birthday. Now, I don't think about it because I want to kill myself. I think about it from an aspect of if I was to die today, then what I feel accomplished, what I feel as if I... I reached all the goals that I have for myself in my mind. And the answer is no, even though I feel as if I have already accomplished a lot, especially starting the podcast, you know, graduating college, getting two college degrees. I feel as if I have accomplished a lot. But when I put myself back into myself as a child at eight years old, like at eight years old, the only thing you are thinking about is, you know, just having fun. Going to school, your friends, you know, whether it be video games, Barbie dolls. Like, you are not thinking about 
you're not thinking about death, man. You're not thinking about, oh, if I wake up tomorrow, this may be my last day on earth. So the fact that this eight-year-old girl, she passed away, this shit is fucking insane, man. So get get ready, guys, man. I got a nice show lined up today, man. I'ma try and be upbeat. I'ma try my best. But it's a it's a lot of shit going on. I got some personal shit going on. I'ma let you guys know. I'ma catch you guys up on some shit. And that's why last episode, when you guys show so much fucking love, man, like it felt so good. Like I said, I was going through so much. Like my son's great grandmother, like we've been told that her time on earth is coming to an end. So the fact that you guys show so much love, like I said, that's that's partly why last episode was so long as well, because I had a lot on my mind. I had some shit I had to, some shit I wanted to say. So the fact that you guys killed it, you guys show so much love. It made me feel so good, man. But I'm gonna try and have to compose myself speaking about this little girl. Let me play out a news clip. This is the news clip letting you guys know about the fact that an eight-year-old girl was shot and killed in the car with her mother. Now, this happened around the same spot as the death of Rashawn Brooks, Rashad Brooks, the gentleman who was killed outside of the Wendy's in, in um, Atlanta, Georgia, a couple weeks ago. This is the news clip. Listen to this. This is from CBS 46 Atlanta. We are on top of breaking news this morning. Investigators are busy across Atlanta this morning after several shootings last night and into the morning. A very violent night indeed. One of the shootings killed a child. CBS 46's Ayani Hughes is live at APD headquarters with more on what we know about this. Ayani. Good morning, Megan. Like you said, unfortunately, it was a night of chaos yesterday. Uh, a lot of people who wanted to enjoy their celebration with, with fireworks and normal July 4th celebrations weren't able to do that. Reports uh, say that there were at least a dozen shootings that happened across Atlanta last night, one including where a girl was uh, shot and killed. Now, police responded to a shooting call around 9.50 last night where they say an eight-year-old girl was shot multiple times. The shooting happened on University Avenue, the same general area where Rayshard Brooks was killed back in June. Police say the girl was the passenger in a car that got off the interstate. The car was headed down University Avenue and was stopped by armed protesters near the intersection of University and Pryor Road. Now, at some point, police say an altercation broke out and then came the gunfire. That's when the child was shot. There, there are going to be some witnesses who saw this entire incident, and those are the people that we would really appreciate now if they would come forward and speak to us. And she was quickly taken to AMC where she unfortunately did not survive. Now, again, this is an active investigation, and police are asking for anyone with any information that could help in this case to call APD. For now, we're live at APD headquarters. Ayanna Hughes, CBS 46 News. Now, if you hear that news clip and like your blood don't fucking boil, I don't know what the fuck is wrong with you. An eight-year-old girl shot and killed in the car with her mother. Eight, motherfucker, eight. Like, my son is five years old. He'll be six in January. Like, can you imagine? Like, a lot of y'all motherfuckers got kids. Can you imagine being in the car with your child and your child is shot multiple times and like, like, I can't even blame the mom because like you, you feel as if your job as a parent is to protect your kids no matter what. So the fact that 
like a fucking random act of violence happens and you can't even protect your child. Like, can you imagine how the mama feels? Can you imagine the guilt that she is going to feel? The mother, the brother, the sister, the aunt, the uncle, like anybody who is related to that child. Can you imagine that shit? And also, like when school starts back, like that, like that traumatizes kids. Like I couldn't imagine back when I was in elementary school, you know, like summertime come out, you know, last day of school, you say goodbye to your friends. Now during the summertime, you guys, you go out, have fun, go to summer camp, you work a job. And then when you go back to school, you expect to see the same kids that you saw on the last day of school. So when you come back and you're like, oh, what happened to, you know, so-and-so? What happened to Gerald or some shit? And, oh, he was killed over the summer. Like, that shit has a, it traumatizes kids, man. And the fact that somebody can just, just so fucking bluntly shoot into a car, like, not knowing who's inside. Like, it was nighttime. It was, I think this happened about 9 or 9.30 p.m. Like, you don't know who is in the fucking car. You don't, man. Shit is fucking insane, man. Like, I don't get this shit, man. Like I said before, I believe that anyone who kills another person, if they just take the time to sit down with that person for about 5 to 10 minutes and have a conversation, like, they would not kill them. Like, we have so much more in common as people, as humans, then we fucking realize. So the fact that a mom, a father, a brother, an uncle, an auntie has to bury a six-year-old child. God damn, man. Oh, breaking news. Um, Atlanta Mayor Keisha Lance Bottom, she has tested positive for coronavirus. Like I told y'all, man, this shit is fucking insane. She said, this is a a tweet from Keisha. COVID-19 has literally hit home. I have had no symptoms and I have tested positive. So a lot of y'all motherfuckers, a lot of y'all niggas is out there right now. A lot of y'all motherfuckers is out there at the pool parties, at the park, at the bar. Like I was at work. what, what, What was my last day at work before the break? Friday. I was at work on Friday. I was driving through downtown Atlanta for work, and it was about 6 p.m. I was still working. You know, all the bars, the spots, them shits was packed. White folks, black folks, everybody out there, no face mask. They out there having fun. But we're going to take a quick break. I got some shit to get off my chest, man. Welcome back in this motherfucker, man. I don't even know why I played that fucking applause because I'm still pissed the fuck off, man. Like I told y'all, Ricky Smiley, his daughter was also shot and killed. Well, she wasn't shot and killed. I take it. Oh, God, forgive me. I misspoke right there. I got got a little bit ahead of myself. His daughter was shot three times, but she is alive. She was shot while getting food from a Whataburger in Houston. She was shot three times, and right now, currently, she is awaiting surgery. Like, these shits is traumatizing my fucking head. Like, my mind, my mental health was already, you know, I was kind of struggling with that, with everything that's going on with the police brutality, with the protests and everything like that. 
But the fact that these black on black crimes, they killing me right now, man. Like I said, it is never a right time for a black person to kill anyone, anyone. But definitely not right now, man. Y'all fuck y'all motherfuckers. Y'all are so y'all are against the fucking movement. Like it's traumatizing. Like when I have to hear parents speak. So what I'm about to play right now, this is a clip of Ricky Smiley on his radio, his radio show. He's letting his co-host know that his daughter was shot. This is Ricky Smiley. Aaron. What? 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 She in the hospital right now. Oh, no, 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 what? That's why I can't have focus because I'm sitting up here trying to do the morning show and trying to book my flight Wait, to Houston Aaron to go and shot. see about her. She was shot, uh, shot she twice doing? last night. She's Aaron. What? What? She in the hospital right now. What? That's why I can't have focus because I'm sitting up here trying to do the morning show and trying to book my flight to Houston to go see about her. She was shot. uh, How's she doing? Last night. What? She's fine. Yeah, she's fine. It it just, it just. I'm just so angry right now. And and I I just made the video about the eight-year-old kid. And my daughter going to Whataburger to get something, something to eat last night. And you know, uh, uh, I go to bed around about eight thirty or nine o'clock, and I woke up text message. I got to do the show. I came trying to focus, trying to do the show, and trying to figure out because it ain't hardly any flights because of, because of COVID. They, you know, it's limited flights, so I got to you know fly to Dallas and then drive down to Houston because it was a seven hour layover. But the fact that uh, she's, you know, laying up in the hospital and probably she's to surgery. Oh, my God. She's just crying. She's crying. She's scared. I can't get to her. I can't listen to no more of that shit. Like, that shit is tough. Like, listening to a parent speak, like, it makes me think, like I said, about my own child. And the listeners, you guys out there who have kids, like, can you imagine, like, everything you see online, I understand online is like a digital fantasy where people kind of go to, like, Pretend in the bullshit, but like be real for a second. Like picture, like those y'all, those of you guys who have kids. Like, can you imagine your child being shot and killed, or just shot in general? And like how traumatizing that is on yourself as a parent, on the friends, and everybody who knows that person. Like we gotta stop this shit, man. Like I know. Like, people get so mad when, you know, when people mention black-on-black crime. And, I mean, I understand it because sometimes it, it, like, it can come off as kind of tone deaf when you mention it at the wrong time. But, motherfucker, we got to stop this shit. Please, man. Like, I'm tired of seeing my black brothers and sisters hurt. You know, just, I'm tired of, you know, when I go to the hood or when I go back home and I see, you know, R.I.P. I see, like, R.I.P. shirts and shit. I see... You know, just people's pictures posted up or like I see like a memorial painting on the side of the store of someone who I seen grow up and they like and like their life was tragically cut short at the hands of gun violence, man. That shit is it hurts, man. Like I said, I'd be trying to deal with it because um I had a lot going on when my, my son's great grandmother she is dying. Now I believe I mentioned it on an earlier episode, the fact that now this is my son's great grandmother on his mother's side. Now, me and her, like we never seen eye to eye in the beginning. 
or probably for about the first couple years of my son's life, especially not when my son's mom was pregnant. Because now let me give y'all some backstory. Now, my son's mom, like they have never had a man who stuck around to raise any kids. Now, my son's mom, her mother raised two kids by herself. Now, my son's great grandmother, the one who is who was very sick at the moment, she raised two kids by herself without any help, you know, from a man. So I guess when my son's mom got pregnant, she automatically assumed that I was going to be a deadbeat dad. Like, I remember when my my son's mom told, you know, her mother and her grandmother that, oh, I'm pregnant. Like, her initial thought was, why would you get pregnant by him? Now, I had came from Georgia straight from New York City. I graduated college in May of 2014 and she was pregnant around that time. And I guess because I was graduating college, she told my son's mom, why would you get pregnant by him? Now you pregnant and now he's going to leave you. He's going to go back to New York City and you're going to raise that baby by yourself. But little did she know my son was planned. Like, I didn't just wake up or, oh, I, shit, I'm expecting a child. No, my son was planned. Like, this was not one of those unplanned pregnancies that just popped up out of fucking nowhere. My son was planned. We decided, you know what? We graduated college. We are both mature people. Let's have a child. My son was planned. Let me get that out the way. Now, deep down, I believe that she wanted me to leave. Because based on her actions and due to the fact that there was never a male figure around to raise any kids, I believe that she wanted me to leave so she can step into that role. That would be void had I left to go back to New York City. That is what I believe because based off everything that she showed me. But over time, you know, I guess eventually she learned to respect and accept the fact that I love my son. Like, my son is my everything. Like, I will always be here for my son no matter what. You know, God willing. And it kind of took her getting sick, I guess, to realize that she was wrong and to appreciate life better. Because she first, she had a stroke about three years ago. And my son was the one that found her downstairs in the room at her house. And like, it's scary because my son was three years old. This happened about two years ago. You know, he wakes up, he goes downstairs, you know, so he can, grandma, grandma, I'm hungry. You know, make me some breakfast. So he went downstairs and she was on the floor. Now, I wasn't at the house at the time. Like I was at work, you know, I was out and about. So my son went downstairs and he seen his great grandma on the floor. Now, she was on the ground. She couldn't move. And she said, go get your mother. So my son, he was three years old. He went upstairs, got his mother. His mom came downstairs and come to find out she had a stroke. Now, when she was in the hospital dealing with the stroke, she had more bad news. She had a, a massive tumor near her heart. So doctors, like before the surgery to, to remove the tumor, they said there's a 60% chance you can die. 40% chance that you can live. But I mean, they had no choice but to perform the surgery or else she would have died within a couple months. So surgery went well. Everything was great. 
She went back home. Now, you know, she was walking. She was recovering. And then she suffered another stroke, a second stroke. And that stroke was the one that I believe it was it was too tough to come back from. After that stroke, she could no longer walk. She was paralyzed. She lost a lot of weight. She became frail. Like, she lost a lot of her memory. Like, the whole left side of her body was done. And we found out about a week and a half ago, because she went to the hospital because I guess she wasn't feeling well, that the tumor has now came back. And because now she is so frail, she lost so much weight, she is now so skinny, as opposed to when she had surgery the first time. You know, when she had surgery the first time, like she was at she was at a great weight. She wasn't, you know, chubby, but she was like normal size. But now she's like severely underweight to where doctors said, look, if we even attempt to remove this tumor again, there's probably a 90% chance you will die on the table. So now she's home. You know, she came home to um my well, my son's grandma's house a couple weeks, well, about three, four days ago, and they already had the chaplain out. You know, it's going to be tough to explain to my son because my son, he don't understand death. Like, he don't understand that, you know, that I guess that when she's gone, she's gone and he's not going to see her no more. Like, he's going to have to hold on to those memories that he's had with her. And it's tough, man. It's tough. So that's why, like, I was so thankful the fact that you guys showed so much fucking love on my last episode because I was hurting. I was going through a lot. Like, because, like I said, even though me and her never seen eye to eye, like, that's my son's great-grandma. Like, he knows her as grandma, and it's going to be tough to explain to my son that someone who he's known since he was born, like, she was there when he was born in the, in, um, in the hospital. My son was born at Northside Hospital. He was there. I mean, she was there. So it's going to be tough to explain that shit to him, man. And that even goes back to the fucking crimes with the eight-year-old child being killed to have to explain to kids that, oh, you know, so-and-so, yeah, they are no longer here. It's tough, man. That's why we got we got to do better, man. Like, like, I would love to see every black person I know, like, live, just live a long life and die of natural causes. But based on the world that we live in, like, I know it's, shit is fucking impossible, and I believe that's what probably hurts the most, man. But to get away from that and someone who is going to be hurting a lot recently is 50 Cent. This nigga. Matter of fact, let me, I got to pay some fucking bills, man. You know, I got to make that money. I got to pay some bills. When I come back, we speaking 50 Cent. 50 Cent and his comments on <laughs> exotic woman being more desirable, fresh off the boat. Stay tuned. Kanye West, bring your bitch ass down here, motherfucker. <sighs> Kanye, what the fuck are you doing? Like, Kanye, why are you trying to divide black Americans right now in a time like this? You have already let your allegiance be known that you are pro-Trump, that you are for everything he stands for. So why the fuck would you... Why, why would you even say you're going to run for president? Like, this is what Kanye West said a couple years back in this in this clip I'm about to play he was sitting in front of Donald Trump and this is what Kanye West said to not 
not wear this hat. My own friends. But this hat, it gives me... This is him talking about the Make America Great Again hat and how it made him feel like Superman. It gives me power in a way. You know, my dad and my mom separated, so I didn't have a lot of male energy in my home. And also, uh, I'm married to a family that, um, you know, <laughs> not a lot of male energy going on. It's beautiful, though. But there's times where, you know, it's something that... Hold on first, do y'all hear this nigga's white voice? You know, I was married to that. There's not a lot of male energy. Nigga, talk like Kanye West, motherfucker. If I pull up some old clips right now, Kanye West, he could speak. Like, he speak like somebody from Chicago. But he is sitting in front of Donald Trump himself. He is sitting in front of white press. And this nigga's white voice came out. Now, every black person on earth has that white voice. My mother had that white voice, <laughs> I remember so many times my mother, she was screaming at my black ass, man. Like she was yelling, telling me to sit the fuck down. But then, you know, somebody called from a job and my, my mama's whole white voice came in. My mama be like, look, I'll be in the room doing some fucked up shit. I'll be in the room like, like, I don't know, me and my brother play fighting. Sit, sit down in the room. The phone rang. Hello. Hey, this is Louise. How you, bitch? How the fuck you speak like that to them, but you yell at me? I mean, my mama go from terror to angel in three seconds. Sit your bitch ass. Hello, this is Louise. What the fuck? Like, mama, I, speak to me that way, mama. Again, this, let me play back to the clip. This is Kanye West. About, you know, I love Hillary. I love everyone, right? But the campaign, I'm with her, just didn't make me feel as a guy that didn't get to see my dad all the time. Like a guy that could play catch with his son. It was Again, hold on, whoa, whoa, nigga. Now, I believe Hillary Clinton's campaign slogan was, I'm with her. You know, it went viral online. That was her slogan, I'm with her. He said the slogan, I'm with her, didn't make me feel like a black man or like a man who could play catch with his son. Nigga, you could play catch with your son no matter what the fucking slogan is, nigga. Nigga, back to Kanye. Something about when I put this hat on, it made me feel like Superman. You made a Superman. That was that's my favorite superhero. And you made a Superman cake for me. Did y'all hear this nigga? He told Donald Trump to his face, when you made this hat, when you made this slogan, you made me feel like Superman. This is like my Superman cape. And you made nigga. I swear, man, the coons will coon. Shout out to my guy, Terry Crews, man. These niggas will not listen. Like, Donald Trump does not care about you. Donald Trump, he don't give a fuck about you, man. He really does not. He doesn't. Like, the only reason why Trump aligns himself with a lot of people is because, well, based on their star status. And then, like he, like, he uses the fact, oh, you know, I'm friends with Kanye West. Like, I don't... I can't hate black people. I'm friends with Kanye. Uh, you know, um, Terry Crews is my buddy. I, I, I can't hate black people. Like, it's shit like that, man. And one day, these motherfuckers, they gonna learn one day. But somebody who need to learn right now, 50 Cent, walk your ass down. Walk your bitch ass down here, man. This is 50 Cent speaking about women and how exotic women are. Desirable and matter of fact, let me not plagiarize. Let me. This is Fifty Cent right now speaking. And I go, yo, 
This is why they get mad, they get angry. You see a lot of sisters, they go, oh, you f you f with this kind of girl or that kind of girl. That shit is exotic. Stupid. <laughs> that shit look a lot different from the shit that you see in the neighborhood all the time. It looks like <laughs> That shit look like it came off a boat, baby. Damn, you don't like that motherfucker? <laughs> you don't like that? Lil Wayne, bro, goddamn, what's the matter with you? <laughs> it feels like something foreign. It feels like something that you can't just get. <laughs> so in some kind of ways, it is interesting to explore. You know what I'm saying? But they get mad, they get angry. How did you end up with this motherfucker or this that? I'm like, huh? For real. <laughs> they get real. I just look at it like, oh, look at this angry. And then my instincts always makes me defensive. So I go, look at this angry black motherfucker. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> trying to fuck up. I can't listen to that shit no more, man. Lil Wayne, why the fuck are you laughing? Lil Wayne, why the fuck are you co-signing that bullshit? Like he said, you know, now I agree that... Not all, but a lot of a lot of black women, they do get mad when they see black men, you know, with other women, whether it be Latinos, whether it be, as 50 Cent said, those who look exotic, whether it be white women, a lot of people, they, they are mad. They do be angry. Now, I wouldn't be mad. I'm a black man. Like, when I see a black woman with a white man or a Chinese or Hispanic, like, I don't get mad at that shit because everybody is... You know, everybody's their own individual person. Like, you can't be mad at someone for choosing not to date black if they're black. Like, I'm not the motherfuckers that get mad over that shit. Like I said, life is too short. It's so much shit going going on. Like, I'm not going to be mad because, you know, oh, my black sister, why would you date outside the black mouth? Man, man, you get one life. You can date whoever the fuck you want. But when you say comments like that, like 50 Cent said, look, I want you black women to know, look, black women are beautiful. I love black women. And you should not need a celebrity to make you feel beautiful. You should not need a celebrity speaking about black beauty as a means of validation for self-worth or to, you know, make you feel as if, you know, you are beautiful. You should feel beautiful every day. And that is... I feel one of the flaws of social media because people, not all, but a lot of women, they sit around and they wait on celebrities or those of a certain stature to validate their beauty. So when you have people like a couple years back when Kodak Black came out and said, you know, oh, black women are angry. I can't date a black woman because my black and her black, it's not going to make good kids and shit like that. Like, a lot of women use that as Kodak Black speaking for every black man. I hate that shit. Stop doing that. Like, 50 Cent does not speak for me. Kodak Black does not speak for me at all. Like, I don't give a fuck what they say. They do not speak for me. I don't give a fuck if Drake, Jay-Z, Kanye West, Big Sean, Pusha T, everybody came out tomorrow and said, Black women are ugly. I hate black women. They do not speak for me. So stop letting these, you know, these, these celebrities of a big stature come online and make these idiotic, tone deaf, dumbass comments about black women and you guys acting like they speak for everyone. They don't. 
I love black women, man. Those of y'all who follow me on Instagram at Lunchroom Chatterpod, like there's so many times, man, where I had a segment last year where I told all my black women that follow me to send me a natural picture of themselves, like their face, like not no porn shit, you know, oh, send me a picture of you naked. No, a picture of their face. And so many sent me a picture of their face with natural hair, no makeup. And I posted it in my Instagram stories. And so many of them look gorgeous. They look amazing. They look beautiful. I had a poll, I believe, for for almost every picture, about 90% of people for every single picture I posted. It was about 12 to 15 pictures. They said that these women are beautiful. Like, do not let people think, even celebrity women, like, don't let them make you think, oh, you know, you're only beautiful if your hair looks like this. You are only beautiful if your stomach looks like this. You are only beautiful if your breasts or your ass looks like this. Beauty comes in many different shapes and sizes. Like, there's not one definition of beauty. Like, people hold Beyonce and Rihanna to these standards. Now, they are gorgeous people. But there are so many women I see in Walmart, in Kroger, in Publix, in Chick-fil-A that look way better than celebrities. Again, this is my opinion because, like I said, beauty comes in all sizes, man. But um, now, this right here, it might be a spoiler alert. Those of y'all who watch The Shy, The Shy is a show that comes on Showtime. It, um, I believe it just started season three now. Again, spoiler alert. So if you are not caught up in the shy, you guys may want to skip to about the last minute of this podcast or skip forward about a minute. Now, at the end of season two, a character by the name of Reg was shot dead in the shy. Now, Reg was the brother of, damn, what the fuck is that guy's name? The little boy that hang out with Papa. Yeah, so that was his brother, right? Now, the rumors came out a couple of weeks a couple of weeks ago that the reason why his character was killed off because he chose not to have a relationship this season in season three with a transgender woman. Now, that's kind of tough. And now, those of you guys who are caught up on the shy again, which is on season three, the shy comes on Showtime. Now, Luke James is now a new character in season three of the shy, and. He is in a relationship with a transgender woman. Now, from what I know about Luke James, you know, whether it be, well, he's a straight man. You know, based on what I see, he likes women. But for the show, he has to kiss, you know, has love scenes with a transgender woman. And that is the rumor, the reason why the character Reg was killed off. And that that's tough. That's tough because, I mean, it makes me think, nah, never mind. Like, if I was an actor, like, would I have a a sex scene with a transgender? I probably wouldn't. Now, me saying that does not make me homophobic. It does not mean I hate transgender people. And that's the way I was proud because in the comments, I've seen so many people saying, oh, I respect you, man. You know, you got to stand by what you believe in. You know, we don't hate you. I've seen some gay folks in there, too. Oh, you know, you chose not to have a relationship for the show with a transgender. We're not going to hold that against you. 
we understand that that is personal preference. Like, I love that shit so much. Like I said, you can't force someone to be involved with someone who is gay or transgender. Like, you cannot force that shit. Let me, let me clap it up for them motherfuckers, man. Like, I love when I see maturity because we know, like, like when celebrities say anything now, like, they could say something so innocent about someone who is gay. Oh, you know, I respect gay people, but I would not kiss a gay person. Oh, you homophobic. Why wouldn't you kiss a gay? Like, they be jumping out the fucking window, man. So the fact that there was a lot of mature motherfuckers, that shit shocked me. That shit shocked the fuck out of me, man. Shit was crazy, man. But again, those of y'all who are not caught up on the shy, if you listened and now you know, oh, Reg is dead. Fuck you. I'm on season one. My bad. I told you motherfuckers to skip forward. You chose not to skip forward, man. But to end this episode, man, my guy from the Bronx, a hip-hop artist, he's up and coming. He's dope. This nigga's nice. He goes by the name of Loopy Slime. So I'm going to play y'all right now a track I don't believe he's on Spotify, but he's on SoundCloud. I believe he has some songs on Apple Music. He goes by the name of Loopy Slime. That is L-O-O-P-Y Slime. If you can't spell slime, nigga, take your asses back to school. So this is a track by my guy, Loopy Slime. This is Loopy Slime with Sense a Little Jet. Shout out my guy Loopy, Kingsbridge baby. Kingsbridge, stand up, motherfucker. Loopy slime since a little jit. All my life, I never had shit. I had big juice, a little jit. Raised on Kingsbridge, I'll be a prince. Now I get chopped cheese on the past prince. Life move fast, I'm charming sense. Love my child, my money, my bitch. Money on my mind, I charming sense. Money on my mind, I'm charming sense. All my life, I never had shit. I had big juice, a little jit. Raised on Kingsbridge, I'll be a prince. Now I get chopped cheese on the past prince. Life move fast, I'm charming sense. Love my child, my money, my bitch. Money on my mind, I charming sense. Money on my mind, I'm charming Sense. Slime niggas still got the juice. A different breed, I ain't Dr. Seuss. Uh-huh. These mumble rappers got all the loot. Damn, what I'm supposed to do? Want me to change my flow? No. Try down my hair? No. Want me to look for clout? Uh-huh. Everywhere I go, I can't throw young old head. Flowers go when they burn red. Still touch a beat, then it's cold red. Smart nigga, but I'm so ad. Gotta stay on point like Dame Lillard. Hot head, but I'm a flame spitter. Life bitch like the rain hitters. Heard your ego be your main killer. Drugs help in the pain riller. Steady cuffin' slime, I got my world, I'm in love with mine If I got beef, catch up on the side If I call you slime, I'm gonna ride Numbers, we gotta multiply If my mom never gonna die If my mom never gonna die And that's the gang, bitch Shit go wrong, we might bang, bitch Chill with bloods, no fangs, bitch When the price drop, them things flip Been clocked in, time to change shifts Got no holes, just the main bitch No stains, bitch, but a dirty cup Never sleep, I get them early bucks Fuck cops trying to curry us Leave us dead, fam, bury us I ain't going out like that. Fuck running, rather fight back. They talk tough, it ain't like that. If I take the loss, I get it right back. Smooth criminal, Mike Jack. Pass Sprite and I spike that. All my life, I never had shit. I had big juice, a little jit. Raised on Kingsman, trying to be a prince. Now I get chopped cheese on the past prince. Life move fast, I'm trying to make sense. Love my child, my money, my bitch. Money on my mind, I ain't trying to make sense. Money on my mind, I'm trying to make sense. All my life, I never had shit. I had big juice, a little jit. Raised on Kingsman, trying to be a prince. Now I get chopped cheese on the past that right there was my guy Up and coming rapper out of the Bronx Loopy Slime That is L-O-O-P-Y-S 
L-I-M-E If you motherfuckers Can't spell slime Again You niggas need to go back to school Now we know public school Let me not Let me not even go that deep That was loopy slime With sense of little jit As always You guys can follow me on Instagram at Lunchroom Chatterpod And again If you guys would love to become A monthly supporter of the podcast You guys can click the link In the description of this podcast As always you guys stay safe I love you guys Like just Make sure your loved ones are kept near you. Now, I understand that you can't keep your loved ones with you 24-7, but just let them know that you love them. Let them know that they are cared about because life is so unpredictable. Like, we never know when life will end or when something may happen that may alter life. So, as always, you guys stay safe. I love you guys. In coronavirus, it's not done. It is not over. So when you go outside, wear your mask. Like, stop going outside with your mask on like a fucking headband, like a fucking neck necklace. Put your mask over your fucking nose. Cover your mouth. I love you guys, man.